and you he made alive who were dead in what? In trespasses and sins. You were dead, but by my grace, now you're alive. You didn't deserve life, but my grace touched you. You had a you were bad. <coughs> you were evil, but my grace came in. You were an adulterer, but my grace entered. <coughs> you were a, a sinner, but my grace entered. You didn't know how to forgive, but my grace entered. <coughs> He's telling you, I did not leave you in the condition which you deserve to be in. That's powerful right there. Even a Baptist says amen there. <laughs> so look at the first thing about grace. You didn't deserve it, but God gave it to you. I gave it to you, God says. Second principle. Grace has given me life when I didn't have a life. I didn't have life. We're still in the introduction. Be calm. The first principle, <coughs> you didn't deserve the grace. The second principle, the grace <coughs> gave me life when I had none. The grace is a favor from God that we don't deserve. <coughs> and grace can't be the effective power in you. You can't live without His grace. Third, third principle. See, see where we have advanced. First, His grace, He gave it to us. Second, the grace came into me and gave me life when I was dead in sins. Third, grace did not look at your situation. Because there are people that look at your life, <coughs> your errors, your sins. They don't even want to talk to you. And don't say amen because some of you here are like that. Yeah. Amen. All the world criticizes the sinner and his sin until the day that I fall. You know, the most tremendous thing is sometimes, well, you say, grace is something we preach, we teach. It's something, but sometimes... Grace and forgiveness is something we don't even live in the church. Because we forget that one day that same grace was good with you. We forget sometimes. We forget that one day we were in this position of sin. But when we sin, we want forgiveness. We crucify others when they sin. But when we sin, we want forgiveness. 
So he says, I want you to remember when I looked at you, I looked at you with your sin. When I chose you, I chose you when you were drunk, when you were in vile situation, my grace brought you out into the man and the woman that you are today. Are you here with me, church? Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. So grace is something that we did not deserve, second principle. Grace gave me life when I did not have one. Third principle, grace did not look at my condition. It gave me life when I was dead. It, your crimes and your sins and, and, and trespasses. So this is a principle. How many, how many principles? Three, right? He, he gave us grace when we didn't deserve it. And that grace gave us life when we didn't have one. What was the third one? He did not see. Grace did not see what? Fourth principle. I didn't have to seek grace. Grace looked for me. Oh, brother, say amen. You know what it is when God says, you don't need to look for me. I'm going to come out of my place and I'm going to look for you. The grace of God is so great that he said, I was not waiting for you to come to me. I came to you. Tell the person next to you, grace came to me. Tell, tell it with me, grace found me. And that, my brother, my sister, is something that excites me because when nobody loved me, God, he loved me. When nobody believed that I could attain what I'm attaining today, grace believed and it moved in me. The grace, I have the grace. The grace is enough for me to walk in what God has told me to walk in. And if he said it, I'm going to come to this place because I'll walk in his grace. Say, I needed grace. You're tripping if you think I need you. Favorite line, I don't need nobody but God. Now, if God leaves you, that's a problem. If the whole world can leave you, it's okay. But if God leaves you, now that's a problem. But if you're dependent on people, some people might call that arrogance. Say, one thing is arrogance and another thing is believing. I believe in what I've got and how I got it. I'm real good. And nobody, no pastor, no teacher can do it like I do it because we are all unique in God. Nobody can praise God like you praise Him. Nobody can say hallelujah like you say hallelujah. Nobody can speak like you can speak. It's not arrogance. It's having confidence in what God has given you. And many of us are here by His grace. Grace 
You didn't have to go out looking for it. Grace found you. They made an interview to me one time. They asked me, what do you love more in life? I said, God. There were about three people asking questions. And all... Some pastors said, my children, my church. I was the only one that said, oh, what I love most is God. And do you love God more than your wife? I said, yes, because God came first before my wife came. (laughs) God came first before my children came. If, If it weren't for God, I wouldn't have a wife or a, a son. Are you here with me? Tell, tell the one next to you, yes, I'm sorry, my honey, but I love somebody more. It's God. Don't get mad, love, but I love God. Don't, don't feel bad. And that's the line. Why you have more passion for the things of the church than passion for me because I love God because also I love you why do you always want to be in the church you don't want to be with me because I love God so I can love you <laughs> somebody says I love God so much that he is everything he is my love he is my life he is everything And the only thing that you can love more than God after God, that's where the wife is and and there's the children, right? But His grace found me when nobody was looking for me. I fall sin today you don't invite me anymore but he continues to love me don't look at me this kind of strange this pastor his grace found me in my worst condition but look what verse 8 says and I'm not going to preach very long don't be frustrated or mad It says, for by grace you are saved through faith. And that is not something you did. It is a gift. It is a gift. There's two things. If you want to make an event in a church, two things you have to do. And this church is going to fill up a good preacher, a second, free food. (laughs) I'm telling you. Last night we had a, a, a prayer. We had a prayer here Friday, right? And that was good. 
We didn't have where to sit people from people from Palmdale, from the Valley, from Lancaster, people from Santa Ana, people from Paris, Lake Paris, for a all-night prayer or a late prayer. And I'm sure that when they announced there was going to be tacos and burritos, you mean a, a, a prayer with vigilia with burritos and tacos? I'm there, man. But look what he says here. For something that people like is free things, especially Latinos. That's why between Latinos at Christmas, we all celebrate Mexicans, Americans. Why? Because it's the only day of the year that we receive something. And it's tremendous, Pastor. People, your, your family, you, you buy them a gift even though you know they don't deserve it. But they still give it to you. Why? Because it's by grace. But look what God's saying about grace. He says, And this is not from you. This is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God. You didn't have to do anything for the grace. Look, I'm going to tell you something. The grace is something that God gives to somebody when he wants to give it to somebody because he wants to give it. You want me to say it again? I'm going to say it again. Grace is something that God gives somebody because he wants to give it to you. Just because he is God, he feels like giving it to you. Grace is not specifically for a good person. God gives his grace to whomever he wants to give it to. There are very sinful people that can come in through that door that uh, that, that, that have, can have more grace than you have. And after that, you get frustrated because that person has the grace. But I'm here at church. Why do I not have the grace that that person has? One thing that I've learned is that God doesn't like haters. If something I've learned from God, God is not happy with those that are jealous he doesn't like to touch jealous people he wants to bless somebody says he has grace the pastor has grace glory to god that person has grace god descends from heaven it does not help somebody that is jealous or hateful leave jealousies leave hatefulness Grace is a gift. It's free. I like free things. It's something I like when I go to preach is when they give me an offering free. When they give me food free. Glory to God, this is free. It's the grace. It's the grace. 
the grace is a favor that operates through the life of a believer. Why does she have that job that I desired so much? Why did they give it to her? Because of grace? Why, when I went to buy a car, they gave him a discount and they didn't give it to me because of grace. You know why? Come here. Help me preach a little bit. Come up here, will you? Stand behind me, will you? Yeah. You know what grace does? It's a favor that follows you. It's a light that shines in your life, in your daily life. When you walk, wherever you walk, people see something different. He speaks differently. He walks differently. When he goes into a room, there is a presence that everybody says, and what happened to that guy? Are you listening? When you're full of grace, what you touch is blessed. What you stand on is blessed. The one you speak to is blessed. And people are going to look for you because you have a favor that they don't have. And the one that is next to you, don't envy me because what I have, God gave it to me. You ask him, don't fight with me, fight with him. He gave it to me. So grace, the, the goodness and the mercy. In Hebrew it says, good and grace will follow me wherever I go. So that grace is walking with you. Those finances are yours. Your children are going to be blessed. Not even your children are going to realize. Are you with me? Look at the one that's next to you and say, the grace is a favor that walks with me. Oh, you thought that you had that job because you were good? No, you have a mama and a daddy and the grace of God. And God said, if I'm going to take care of him, I'm going to take care of your children. Somebody say, thank God for his grace. Somebody lift up your hands for the grace of God. If it was not for his grace, where would I be today? You thought you were bad, huh? You have a mother and a father that always pray that the grace of God would bless you. Because when you're full of grace, the heavens are open upon you. Look at the one next to you. Say, I don't want to go out of this church on Sunday because unless the grace goes with me on Sunday, leave the church when the grace follows me. 
This guy's saying, now I gotta follow him all. But the grace is on you, my brother. Something that I like about grace is that grace can it it's contagious. Grace is contagious. And you know, grace never ends. Grace is always there. Grace never runs out. So you know what? With grace, I can take this jacket off. There's so much grace. I'm going to give this grace to you. (laughs) See? Grace is not just so you keep it. Grace is for you to share it with others that don't understand what grace is. Go to the person that's next to you. Say, I have so much grace that I have to give it to somebody else that's next to me. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. I'm going to let go and share this grace with somebody. (laughs) He says, the grace is on this man. If I have grace, I want it. He has grace. He's giving me another sermon now. God is saying, you don't have to just wait for the grace. Just go, grab it, get it. Uh, I'm going to grab that grace. I need it. I'm not going to wait for somebody to say, I know that the grace that is on him is on me also. You can sit down. I'm not going to give you this jacket because it's not your size, huh? Brother Ventura lost some weight, you know? Say with me, the grace. The grace. (laughs) Look what it says here. It's not by your works, so nobody would boast. How many leaders are here? Lift your hand, the ones that are leaders. The ones that are deacons or work in the church, lift up your hands. Three, four, five. Where's the people that worship? The people that sing? Huh? Yeah. This this, uh, stick is for all of you. (laughs) All right. You know why? Because what you do, you do it by grace, even if you have problems. That's why it says, the grace is not of works, lest any should boast. You know, you can't say, I'm the one that works the hardest in the church. Well, there's people that think that they have the grace of God because they clean and because they give the tithes. Ah, leave it. Leave your money. Keep it there, Papa. Scooch me. Let, Let me preach a little bit. There are people that feel that they can win God because they do good works. Ah, that's the way people, people are. I'm the deacon. Well, if you're a deacon, 
you look down on the one that cleans the toilets. I'm better. I'm a deacon. You're a fool if you think that. <laughs> God has to bless me because I do more work than that servant there. <coughs> um, the grace of God has to be more on me than on her because she just does this and that. My grace is for the whole world. Second place, I don't give you my grace for what you do for me because you don't have anything that I need. So, if you're giving tithes to have grace, you're you're sadly mistaken. If you're helping the pastor and you're doing it so people will look at you, well, so if you think you can win the congregation by what you're doing oh there are people pastor whatever you need pastor I, I, I love you but then they put weeds in and they're going to say I'm going to lift up my own church and they say because the pastor ne no, never did appreciate me in first place as a leader what you do you don't do it for the church you don't do it for the pastor you do it for God so so if you're waiting for special treatment watch out because you're not going to get any because everybody here is important everybody here is special for God and everybody here, God loves them the same. <laughs> you don't work for, for that God would give you a favor. You work because you don't have anything with which to pay God. You don't have what it takes to pay Him. And you say, if they give it to me or not, I'm going to follow. If they pay me or don't pay me, I'm going to sing. I'm going to minister if they give or they don't give to me. Because there is somebody when we were preparing the, the, the prayer meeting, the night all night prayer meeting. We went to eat with his wife. There was a young lady she said, Ventura, I see on your life that you travel a lot. Why don't you place a, a, a cost for your preaching? She says, because in my council, I, I work with a lot of pastors and evangelists. They, they, they put an amount that, that they need before they go. I don't put an amount, a, a quote, but I see you get invited and you don't ever say I, I need so much or give me 800 or give me a thousand I don't understand how you do that I said well that doesn't frustrate me my wife says they abuse you people 
do not even give you for even for the gas. My my wife gets frustrated. I say, well, at least five hundred. They say. But why? I, I told her, how am I going to charge for something that was given to me free? I don't understand. Where, are there musicians that say, if they don't pay me, I'm not going to play. If they don't pay me, I'm not going to preach. I don't understand why people use the things of God to make money. I don't understand that when everything that God has given you has been free, salvation, grace, uh, love, mercy, mer- the, the air that you re- breathe, and now if they don't pay me, I'm not going to do it. What happens? What's wrong with you? And there are people that have come to me. What one person gives me is more many times than what they collect in a church for me because when you do the things because you understand that God has been good to you if God has to touch a pagan man to bless you he will are you here with me church tell the person next to you, everything I do, I do it for the grace because the grace has been what? The grace has been what? Good! The grace has been good. So God says, you don't get grace by the good or hard work that you work. You get the grace. Uh-oh. Are you here? Are you here with me? Tell the person next to you, it's because of his grace. I'm here because of his grace. You know what, Pastor? Everybody this church has is secrets. They have that in common. Secrets? Uh oh, where are you going? Don't be revealing my mess now, Lord. If somebody, some, we all have in common our secrets. Something that we don't want somebody to know. And that's why sometimes you're sad, but you don't want somebody to know you're sad. That servant here got up early and came into the church grabbing his hand saying I use him as an example because he's my friend grabbed your hand came in no because Pentecostals are tatter tales I We don't want to teach 
what is reality. We all have that in common. We all. And why do we destroy one another? Because you, you say that one's an adultery. You know what the error we make, Pastora? We make one sin to be bigger than the other. And because you didn't sin in the way that another one sinned, you feel more spiritual. You don't look at the adulterer as you look at the fornicator like the one that steals. God sees the one that lies like the one that looks at the woman that is not his. Because before God, there is not one sin that is greater than the other. Before God, sin is sin. That's why you need to learn what si what grace signifies, what it means. Because grace tells you, just as I forgave you, you forgive. But you know what the problem is, Pastor? When somebody sins against us, we want a vengeance. We want a consequence. But God says he has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy. So, does anybody here understand what the word mercy means? Are you sure? Can somebody in this house give me a definition of mercy? You know what mercy means? When you have the power, the word mercy means when you have the power to punish somebody, but you don't. I'm going to repeat it. La palabra misericordia. Mercy, misericordia. To punish when in me is the power to punish something that you did to me but you don't do it that is you know that they have done something bad to you when you have every right to defend yourself but you say you know what I'm gonna have mercy because I also fell and he had mercy with me Mercy is to have the power to punish somebody. You have the reason you can. That's why there are people that say, no, he sins now. He has to pay the consequences. Well, the problem is the consequences God doesn't give them, but God gives them. That's why you're going to see people who, who sin and it's like nothing happened. It makes you mad. Why isn't he punished? Not everybody's going to pay for what they did. Because that God would contradict himself. Not 
everybody's going to pay for what they did because God would have to contradict himself because God says, my mercy is I have the power to punish somebody, but I won't do it. You know what God's saying? There are sometimes in life where you might have the favor and the power to punish somebody in your hands. You're going to have the power to destroy somebody, to destroy his testimony, to destroy his family. But if you know that God has touched you with mercy, you're not going to do it. Even though you have all the right, you're not going to do it. I don't know if you had a reason to hurt me, but thank God you didn't do it. Maybe you heard something about me and you had the reason to destroy me, but you didn't do it. That's mercy. <coughs> and people say, no, but David paid for what he did because David killed somebody. You know, not even the court will forgive you that. If you kill somebody, you kill somebody today and you go to court, life for life, If you took somebody's life, that court's going to take your life. So God is telling David, like God killed, like you killed an innocent man, I'm going to kill your son. I put you, even though you are king, and the one that gives life here is me, not you, King David. <coughs> My God. <coughs> so we forget what grace and mercy is and later we call ourselves Christians look you know there are people sitting here that I know things about them that I could say have called me and say pastor I need a counsel pastor such and such did this and this and I, what I tell the most of them I tell them well you speak with your pastor <clears throat> but why because if I give you a counsel I don't want to go to your pastor and say well Ventura told me this no some I give them a counsel, but others, I say, this situation is very heavy. You talk to your pastor. Why are they calling Ventura and not calling the pastor? Ventura wants to divide the church. No, I'm not playing that game. It has caused me to have a relationship with this man and his wife. And I'm not going to destroy my friendship with him just because of things look at the one that's next to you and say sometimes it's better to call, talk to God <laughs> and you know 
why I see persons and I'll hug them. Luis Ventura has fallen from the grace and God has start, lifted me up again. So I am nobody to destroy somebody. When you understand that, when you understand what is grace, your life is blessed. <coughs> Should we continue to preach or we leave it here? How many want me to continue preaching? <laughs> they like this church to hit them hard, man. This church likes it. Grace is not there only to save and restore and forgive. But grace is something that has given us so that we would have access to Him. Grace gives you access to God. Look at what He says. By His grace you are saved. I want to clarify something. Grace, if you have to write it down, grace is not a license for you to sin. Oh boy, Pastor. I've preached in so many pastors and churches. One young lady, she said, if I don't sin, how come God died? Pastor, I've got to sin because I don't sin, then why did Jesus die then? said what who is this girl's mama what is this girl saying what pastor if I don't sin then Jesus is a liar because he said he died for my sin well this girl is on drugs or losing some something pastor I'm not a pastor. I don't know why you call me that. Grace. <coughs> if I sin today, then tomorrow God forgives me. A lot of these young people grab that. They hold on to it. They say, well, God forgives if I'm on drugs. Pastors that are friends of mine. And some of their musicians, they're not married. They live with the girlfriend or the boyfriend because their excuse is we're not a church to judge. Pastors that are friends of mine, and they say, we cannot judge. I understand we have already sinned. Another thing is practice sin. Knowing that what you're doing is wrong and you continue to do it. The grace was not placed so that you would have permission to sin. Grace was placed to 
rescue you from sin. How many here prefer grace or prefer law? What? Say that again. I want to be sure. How many prefer grace or law? You know why? Because for me to commit adultery physically, I have to go to sleep with that woman, but I can't say when it's grace. I already sinned. I'm grace. In the law, I could be with the woman all I want, wanted and would not sin, but now Jesus came and you thought that law was heavy. Grace is heavier. In the law, you could not divorce. And it, in grace, you, you don't get divorced and you you marry the one that is divorced you're in sin what what did you say <coughs> and ghetto <coughs> if you get a divorce and you leave your wife with the woman that you played her with you're going straight to hell <laughs> you get married with the woman you played her with that's right that's strong, huh? It's right here. Uh-huh. You And if you get married with the one divorce, you're in sin. Why? Somebody says... And I was thinking about, you just blew my whole thoughts. Because if God does not put that law, well, people are going to say, well, I'm going to get divorced. You yelled at me, I'm going to get divorced. You you, you did something that, under my eyes, I divorce you. Through bitter, through worse, you, when you married, good times. And bad times. Through better or for worse. And the when, sometimes when the worst comes, nah, nah, I don't want you no more. <laughs> so for all the young folk that want to get married, think about it. Think about it. Because you're just boyfriend and girlfriend right now. You can walk away. You got to sleep with her. <laughs> but one thing I can tell you about my marriage. We've been through everything. You mean everything? Yes, everything. One thing I have with my wife is that when she's mad at me, I 
I try to fix the issue before I go preach. Like she was getting on my nerves yesterday. I was thinking, what's wrong with this wife? And I don't know. I was waiting for her to get ready to come to church. I don't understand. I don't know. I'm sitting, looking at my iPad. And she comes and gives me a kiss. That's why somebody... I have mercy. When the church understands what mercy and grace is, the church could be a perfectionist church. But tolerate. You're nasty yourself. We're all nasty. We all got mess. Don't make yourself more holier than what you are. We're all nasty here. We all have a dark side. That's why we come to church. Tell the person that's next to you, the grace and the mercy is something that we should practice every day. Stand to your feet. I want to give thanks to Pastor Carlos for his friendship. We're not people that talk every day because he is busy with his family, his church, and the problems. But something I admire. He doesn't have a whole year go by without calling me. I'm going to check on you. And only two or three pastors ask me, how are you doing? That's why I, he spoke to me one year to, uh, one day to preach in a wedding. Somebody was getting married here. the trust that he gives me with you. That's why I preach with such liberty. And I publicly want to thank Pastor Carlos. I can't say sometimes friend, because for me he is more than a friend. He could be my dad. You understand? I know that he looks young, but you know, he could be my daddy. And I respect him him and his wife all of you that's why I preach kind of hard because I love you I love this church I love this body we love you with all our heart and I'd like we us to learn what the grace and mercy of God is we have to have mercy we all have something wrong with us 
We all have sins that we don't want anybody to know. But we're trying. We're not perfect, but we're trying to get to that perfection. So this night, this morning, I want you to lift your hands up to God. I'm going to make a church prayer because from here we have to go to minister. But lift your hands up to heaven. And the only thing that I want you to say is thank you, God, for your mercy. Thank you that there are times that you could have punished me, but you didn't. There have been times where you had the opportunity to take my life, but you didn't do it. Because your mercy has been great with me. Your grace has been good with me. And what the Spirit, Holy Spirit wants today is that the church, ADS, would understand is that we're if we're here, we are by here by his mercy and his grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you. Because I have sinned against you once and again, many times, and still you have me here standing. Thank you. There are people here that need to be reconciled with God. There are people here that are not praying like they used to pray. There are people here that doesn't spend time with God. Holy Spirit. And I want to remind you how great my grace and mercy is. There's somebody here that says, I need more from God. Come to the front. I want to pray with you. I recognize that I am not the same person. And I want more from Him. Thank God for the boldness of this young man. Somebody else would say, like this man, I need more from God. God bless this lady. God bless this young man. Thank you, Holy One. Thank you, Holy One. Oh, God, lift up your hands to receive. up your hands to receive hallelujah brethren we finished the translation there is people up in the altar many 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 people receiving grace and 
mercy. Oh, friend, receive it from God. Receive it, brother. Receive it, sister. Let that grace be upon you. And let it bring you to fullness, to life, and walk in that life. Don't return to death. Walk in that life. God bless you.